On this All Saints Sunday, I invite you to remain standing as we read selected verses from the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Let us hear these holy words. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain and our faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is not true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those who have all died in Christ have perished. For if in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we of all people are most to be pitied. But look, I tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. We again say a word of greeting this morning to all of you. We're thankful for those who are present here in the sanctuary, as, those who, as well as those watching on television and online. We say a special word. To those who watch us in Greenville, Mississippi, and Blytheville, I think it's Blytheville, I hope that's right, or it's Blytheville, somebody will let me know, or 30 or 40 will let me know, but I'm going to say Blytheville, and Charleston as well, I know I got that one right. So, uh, we just want to remind you, of course, that tonight at 5.30 in the Columbarium, we are having an additional service of remembrance if you would like to participate, we invite you to be there promptly at 5.30 as the service begins. With the time change, it will be dark. Uh, there will be lights to watch uh, so you can watch as you walk, but it will be a special service of worship. We also want to remind you very quickly that Thanksgiving bags that we passed out a number of weeks ago for those items are due by next Sunday. Please make sure that you have that taken care of. It is a special Sunday. It's All Saints Sunday. We're thankful for your presence. Let us pray. O oh Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word for us this day and work your will in our lives. Amen. We as human beings have a lot in common. Though we live in different parts of the world, we have different skin color, different ethnicities, different levels of education, all the kinds of things that make us different. We have certain things that all of us have in common. For example, every one of us, without exception, needs food and drink in order to survive. We need shelter and clothing from the elements. We all have feelings and emotions and desires, every human being. And we also have something else in common. Without exception, whether we want to talk about it or even think about it, we are all going to die 
one day. There have been those who have tried to defeat death only to fall short. A number of years ago, I read an interesting article in the New York Times about particular scientists who had tried to defy the odds, those who believed they could live well into their hundreds and maybe some even believing that they could never die. In the article, Clive McCoy, who was a scientist, tested different diets that he had created on rats and he believed he'd lived to be 130 years old. After two strokes, he died at 69. Ray Wolford wrote The 120-Year Diet. He died at 79. And many of you all remember Yule Gibbons. When I was a little boy, he was on television a lot. He was this wild food guru. He died at the age of 64. Jerome Rodell was an organic food proponent. He was on the Dick Cavett Show. He said he'd lived to be 100. Then immediately after saying that, he died in his chair. We cannot defeat the odds. Every one of us will die. It is a part of life. And for many of us this past year, we have learned that all too well. Life and death go hand in hand. It's a reality for every one of us. The Apostle Paul reminds the church at Corinth. Paul says that this perishable body, this body that will eventually give out, will take on imperishability. And our mortal body will take on immortality. He says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, but that will we be changed? Paul is talking about our very soul. So what is our soul? It's the very essence of who we are. The incorruptible self created in the image of God that lives forever and ever. It never grows old. It never wears out. It never dies. And the Apostle Paul himself reminds the church at Corinth. He says, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then none of us are. But he reminds the church at Corinth over and over again. But indeed, he has been raised from the dead. And as a result, all who believe will one day come into the presence of Jesus Christ and live forever. So on this All Saints Sunday, when we reflect on those whom we love who have died this past year, those that we list in this service of worship and those that we know in our own lives. We are mindful of the fact that when they die, that's not it. That's not the end of them. We don't believe they simply return to the earth and that they are simply a memory that becomes more distant over time. We believe that they are fully alive, completely in the presence of undefiled and pure love forever and ever, and we cling to that. Remember what Paul said, when the trumpet sounds in the twinkling of an eye, we are with God. We live forever. And I have to believe that. Over the years, I have read countless books about the afterlife, 
I have read books about people who said they have died and come back to life. And I wonder sometimes, because many of them have such different experiences, only to discover that some of the books I've read, after the fact, people have said, listen, I made it all up. But the Bible is filled with examples, and we fundamentally believe that the linchpin of the Christian faith is that when we die, there is another life. And I want to believe that simply because I can't believe that we would know a God who created us and sustains us and loves us and then walks away when we breathe our last. If for no other reason, I want to believe in eternal life because life is so unfair to so many people. There are people who spend this life in chronic pain. There are people who are neglected through their whole life. People who are abused through their whole life. People who suffer in a variety of ways. Children who die at a young age. And all of those kind of things. And I want to believe that it's not just the luck of the draw and too bad, so sad, it worked out that way for you. But I want to believe in a God who clings to us and loves us forever and ever. And that in this life, it's not easy. But every one of us have the chance to be in the presence of pure, undefiled, eternal love that never goes away. I want to believe for those who suffer in this world, this isn't it. This is not all you're ever going to know. On the contrary, you're going to know a love that lasts forever. I cling to that. I have known way too many people in my lifetime who have suffered way too much. And the notion that that's all they get just doesn't hold water with me. I don't believe in that kind of a God. I cannot imagine a God who would create us, bring us into this world, nurture us and love us and sustain us, and then let something as simple as death stand in the way of that eternal love. Paul reminds us that love never ends, and the Bible says the definition of love is God. So if God loves us, and that is the purest form of love, then that love cannot stop, and death will not stand in the way of it. So for those who have gone before us this past year, they're okay. I promise you, they're going to do just fine. I love what Eli Vessel said. He said, heaven, that's where questions and answers become one. All of us have questions in this life. Things are not fair. People do suffer. It is not right for some people to go through all the pain and the sorrow they experience in this life. And we have questions about that. Why do they have to go through that? Why is there so much pain and suffering? Well, one day... The questions and the answers do become one in heaven. John Wesley said we are a creature of the day, passing through life as an arrow through the air. Life is quick. It happens fast. And every one of us, as we get over, older, realize how true that statement really is. It seems as though time just picks up the pace we are a people of time in this world. In the next world, we are a people of eternity. And that is one of the great promises that is extended to every single one of us. The irony for Christians is that we believe when we die, that's the moment we're more alive than we ever were before. 
And those who have gone before us, those people that we will list in just a little while, and the others that we just know about, that we loved, are the kinds of people who taught us something about what it means to be faithful and dedicated and committed. And that doesn't end when they die. It can't. Not if you believe in God. Every one of us, without exception, I know, if we had the capacity to remain with those we desperately love forever and ever, we would. We don't want to be separated from them, but we don't have that capacity. But God does. And because God created every one of us and sustains all of us and loves us more than we could ever know in this life, that love goes on and on forever. God has the capacity to take those whom he loves and keep them as one family forever and ever. And death, that simple thing called death, is not going to stand in the way. Earlier this year, I was talking to somebody who has chronic health issues. And he kept talking about the fact that he would die sooner than later and that kind of thing. And it's somebody I love desperately. And I said, listen, stop saying that. It makes me uncomfortable. Quit saying you're going to die. He said, John, it's just death. That's all it is. There's nothing to be fearful of. We don't act like it doesn't exist. It's a reality. But it's just death. That's what we remember on All Saints Sunday. It's just death. Do we miss them? Do we long to be in their presence again? Of course, but they're okay. We believe fundamentally that they're fully alive and completely in the presence of love forever and ever. Reunited with those who have gone before them. Now remember what Paul says. If the resurrection is not true, we of all people are most to be pitied because we've misrepresented God. We've said God is capable of doing something God can't do if there's no resurrection of the dead. But then he emphatically states, but it is true. Jesus Christ is alive and we will be too. Can you imagine if it's only this life? How weak God's love is for us? If it's only for this life that we live and then we die and we return to the earth and there's nothing left and that's all there is, then God's love for us is fleeting and it's temporary. And the promise Jesus makes that in my father's house are many rooms, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and take you to myself that where I am you may be also. That is a lie if the resurrection is not true. But in fact, it is the eternal truth. It is what we cling to and hold on to as followers of Jesus Christ. We are resurrection people. If we don't have that, then none of this ultimately matters anyway. But it is true. It is important because remember, for most of the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, which is a lengthy chapter, Paul stresses, he hammers home the idea, we are going to live forever. All Saints Sunday is a time of mixed emotion but because it is a time when we re-experience grief and loss over those who have gone before us. But it is also a time to celebrate. They are fully alive, more so in the life they live now than they ever did in this world. We have to hold on to that, you all. Listen to me. That is the most important message I could ever stand in the pulpit and say in my entire life. It doesn't end when we 
die. We are born again into a life, a glorious existence that never stops, never goes away. The pure essence of who we really are, our soul, lives forever and ever. Paul reminds us of that. Jesus taught that. He experienced that. He is alive, and as a result of that, we are too. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said in his book, Mere Christianity, which if you have not read, it should be mandated for every Christian. C.S. Lewis said, we are made for another world. I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find until after death. We are made for another world. We are a physical people. We get older, things start to fall apart, we break in pieces, and eventually we will die. Some die young, some die very old, and for most of us, somewhere in the middle. But for every human being, we believe, who knows God and loves God, it is not over with breath that ends, with a brain that quits functioning, which with lungs that no longer take in air. But suddenly, we are alive more than ever before. It is who we are. So we give thanks to God on this All Saints Sunday for those who have gone before us, who have died this past year, who we desperately love and long to be in the presence of. And guess what? We will again. They're not gone forever. And when you die and when I die, we're going to know a new life. Death is a reality for every one of us. But so is eternal life. And that's what we cling to. God's victory over death. Thank God for those who have gone before us. They're okay. And we will be too. Hallelujah. Amen.